Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, God Will Set His Glory Among the Nations. Have you seen the glory of God? On some level you have. The very heavens declare the glory of God, Psalm 19.1. The whole earth is full of His glory, Isaiah 6.3. Glory is the indescribable, overwhelming splendor and awesomeness of God's person and presence. It includes God's beauty, power, and character. God's glory is thus indescribable. That is, no description completely does it justice, and incomprehensible in that we can never comprehend the full breadth of it. The glory of God is truly awesome. We see something of the glory of God in creation, but the whole world will see the terrible awesomeness of it as seen in God's intervening judgment as described in Ezekiel 38 and 39. In that context, God will put his glory on display. We read in Ezekiel 39:21, I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment which I have executed in my hand which I have laid on them. The phrase, I will set my glory among the nations, is very important. God's glory in Ezekiel is associated with his demonstrated presence. In fact, the last real emphasis in Ezekiel regarding God's glory was back in chapters 8 through 11. That is where Ezekiel chronicled God's glory departing from the temple prior to its destruction in 586 B.C. In order to appreciate what's being said, we need to step back a bit and get the big picture. Back at Mount Sinai in 1446 B.C., Exodus 19 through 24, God made himself king over Israel. At that time, God's glory cloud, signifying his presence, abode with his people. This presence remained with the people, dwelling in the Holy of Holies, until his departure in 592 B.C., as recorded in Ezekiel 8 through 11. That departure signified the end of the theocratic arrangement that Israel had known for nearly a thousand years, from 1446 B.C. until 592 B.C., God's glory presence had uniquely been with Israel. During this time, God's presence was intimate and direct. He had often miraculously intervened on Israel's behalf. But starting in 592, things changed. Now, God's glory had departed. And Israel would no longer know God's direct miraculous intervention. Instead, in 586 B.C., we have introduced the times of the Gentiles as Babylon destroyed the temple and took Judah captive. God's covenant relationship with Israel remained intact, but God now allowed his people Israel to be taken advantage of and to be abused by the Gentiles as a manner of discipline. Note the double emphasis in Ezekiel 39, 23, 24, that during this time, that is during the times of the Gentiles, God hides his face from Israel. They did not know his miraculous intervening presence, that is, his glory, as they had previously known it. Note that the last three prophetic books of the Old Testament era, namely Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, as well as the last three historical books, namely Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, are all devoid of God's miraculous activity. And God's glory departed. After his glory departed, he then worked providentially, but not directly or miraculously on Israel's behalf. His glory 
had departed. This is clearly portrayed in the book of Esther, where the name of God is not even mentioned. But yet his providential working underlies everything that is happening in the book. During the times of the Gentiles, this is God's consistent pattern. In terms of miraculous activity, we note that when the Messiah came and presented himself to Israel, that God's miraculous activity again became front and center as part of Messiah's credentials in presenting the kingdom to Israel. By extension, miracles also defined the apostles as they served as Christ's authoritative representatives who gave forth New Testament revelation. However, with the passing of the apostles, this miraculous activity again ceased. But, but note that the miracles of the Messiah and those of the apostles were not directly in reference to the physical welfare of the nation of Israel. They still remained under Roman rule. The times of the Gentiles proceeded with God continuing to hide his face from his people Israel as a nation. With his glory, his direct intervening presence not being seen on Israel's behalf. Through all the intervening years since the Babylonian captivity, providential working has defined God's activity in relation to his people Israel in contrast to his glorious firsthand, miraculous, intervening presence. This pattern will continue until suddenly, in the day of the Lord, God's glory, that is his miraculous intervening presence on behalf of his people Israel, will again be seen. Prophetically, this kind of intervention does not happen until the day of the Lord, and hence a major argument that the event of Gog and Magog happens within the context of the day of the Lord and not prior to it. Realize that the kind of glorious intervention with Gog and Magog in many ways is comparable to God's glory on display in the Exodus. It is only in the day of the Lord that God's lordship is front and center on display in a direct and miraculous way. It is then that God's glory is overtly manifested, which is exactly what we have in the text of Ezekiel 39.21. And realize that it is in the context of the day of the Lord that Israel will experience trauma on an unparalleled level, which is why it is called the time of Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 30, verse 7. The event of Gog and Magog will threaten to consume Israel. It is definitely a time of exceedingly great peril that has few parallels in Israel's history. But into that overwhelming context steps Yahweh, which serves to prominently exalt his glory. The whole setting is very much in keeping with the day of the Lord intervention. Realize that in the book of Ezekiel, God's glory departed and was not seen in relationship to his people Israel since Ezekiel 8 through 11 in 592 BC. The last mention of God's glory is found in Ezekiel 11, 22 through 23. Now fast forward and we find it again in 39, 21. Only now in the latter days, in conjunction with the defeat of Gog, is God's glory overtly seen again in relation to Israel. So, 1446 to 592, God's glorious presence was manifest in Israel. 586 BC, the times of the Gentiles set in. God's, head, God's face was hidden from Israel as he works providentially. And then the day of the Lord, God's glory on display, as we see in Isaiah chapter 2. Ezekiel 39, 21, I will set my glory among the nations. Note the specific language here in verse 21, where God says that he will set his glory among the nations. There are two passages in Ezekiel that speak of Jerusalem and Israel 
as being set in the center of the nations, as seen in Ezekiel 5, 5, and 38, 12, respectively. In other words, God is going to reveal his glory in connection with Israel, which is set among the nations, which is to say the center of the nations. God's glory is going to be revealed in connection with the centerpiece nation of Israel. God displays his glory in connection with Israel. Want to see the glory of God? Watch Israel. This is where he puts it on display. And God's glory is going to be revealed specifically in his judgment of Gog and Magog. All the nations will see the presence of his divine intervention on behalf of Israel. The intervening hand of God will be so clear that all will see it. It will therefore bring him great glory. Ezekiel 38.16 says, You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days, and I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me. So that the nations may know me. When I am hallowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. The world will see the sovereign power of God working on behalf of his people Israel. As God's glory had previously been revealed in ancient times by his saving acts towards Israel, so it will now again be on display. This is God's glory on display right in the midst of the nations in the land of Israel. And it will happen in the latter days. Get ready. The glory of God is about to be put on display in the center point of the world from God's perspective, which is Israel. Lord, you're a glorious God. We thank you for how you have revealed yourself in history as recorded in the scriptures. And uh, Lord, every day, even in through natural revelation, as we look into the heavens, as we look uh, throughout the earth, uh, your glory is on display. But Lord, here, as we read about in the latter days, there's going to be uh, divine intervention on a scale that is undeniable, where your power and your glory will be manifest right in the center point of the world. Uh, you will set your glory on display uh, in the midst of the nations, in the land of Israel, in relationship to Gog and Magog. So, Lord, uh, we thank you for who you are, uh, the glorious God of all who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen.